0: Hello, and welcome to episode number three of the Student Ministry Noobs podcast. We are so glad that you chose to listen to this whenever you are listening to this, and we hope that it's a help to you. As always, I am joined by our co-host, Colton Tucker. Colton, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, What's uh, ministry been like for you the past month?
1: Uh, It's been been pretty big. I think last time we, we met, I had just got back from camp and so we're we're kind of still fresh off of that. School starts really early where I'm at, so I'm I'm not quite sure where you are what time they went back, but within yeah, all 2 our weeks kids of are us, in school already. Okay, perfect. So so maybe for use for those of you out there, um, maybe your teens are waiting or they've just gone back. So we had a pretty um, a pretty it's it's kind of a weird transition cuz in the summer we meet on Wednesday nights and in the the school year we meet on Sunday nights. So last night was our or excuse me, Wednesday night was our last wednesday night of the summer and then we go back to sunday so um, a little bit of a it's always a hard transition when you've been used to doing something for so many months and then you have to go back to it right Um, right but as far as that we um, obviously today we're going to be talking about activities and i won't give away the activity we just did um, but it was it was it was pretty big we had a good turnout with it so good good that's cool what have you been teaching on so I think last episode, you jokingly said that your first series with your teenagers was on Purity.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it and, wasn't a joke. It, it was for real.
1: Oh, no, I, I know I know you for real did it. So it got me thinking because I have been wanting to teach on it. And hearing that you went, you know, guns a-blazing, your first series with your teenagers, it, it got me excited to, to teach on that. And so we we had some things come up over the past few months um, with some of our teens, and so I felt like it was a good time to do it. So we actually just finished up. um, It was a three-week series on Purity, and then I did a fourth night um, specifically on like technology, smartphones, um, because that's another big issue that we've seen. So Purity and technology has been the two biggest things we've reached uh, and talked about recently. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really
0: cool. Uh, we actually just—I don't know if, if I told you about this, Colton—but uh, this past Wednesday night, uh, it's a Friday that we're recording on today, and uh, this past Wednesday we released a new logo and new merchandise Ooh. for our student ministry. So yeah, that was a ton of fun. Um, took a lot of planning and preparation and stuff, but it went went so so well, and it was it was really fun, a ton of fun to to out there. So, and we had a, a pretty cool activity here recently too, awesome. but again, I'll save that yeah. as well. Uh, and then teaching, we've been just out of rhythm a lot cause I went on vacation. Uh, so we did a, a, an evangelism series called helping people find Jesus. And, uh, I did two weeks of it and then one of our leaders did a week and then our lead pastor did a week. So, wow. uh, it's been, yeah, I was out of town for a little bit and, so we're, we're going into the fall pretty strong. So we're excited about it,
1: I guess. Um, so uh, today's, Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, go ahead. To, to to copy you. Cause I didn't know um, that you were releasing a new logo and some merchandise. Cause we also just did that. <laughs> did you really? Um, yeah. So no we, we, we revised our logo just a little bit. Um, not that the old one was bad. I just, when I first started here, we, we didn't have like a logo or anything. So I just made something like really quick and threw it together. And, um, I didn't love it, but it was like, okay, we have something. And so now we're, we're gearing up. Our teens have been like begging us for T-shirts and everything. So I was like, well, if we're going to do it, I really want to make sure that, that they love it and that everyone's happy with it. So, so we just two weeks ago introduced a new logo and some T-shirt designs. And then next week, Lord willing, by the end of this podcast, maybe I'll get a phone call that our T-shirts will be ready to pick up. So very exciting awesome, for us, too. Man
0: yeah that's great well if you uh want to see our new logo and stuff if you look on instagram look at real life fbc just look up real life fbc and you'll be able to see our logo reveal video and we did a a merchandise video and did all this stuff so it was it was really cool it was a big night for us so ton of fun if you want to check that out you're welcome to uh, but today's episode, as we've alluded to a couple times already, is all about activities. And anybody who's been a part of student ministry knows that activities are a key component. Uh, that's oftentimes the the first experience that guests will have with your ministry is coming to an activity that they were invited to, um, and they're just a, a big part of of student ministry. So uh, one of the questions that we want to address before we get into some of the, the nitty-gritty different activities and share some of the details with you of what went well, what hasn't, is why we do activities and if there's any philosophy behind it. So uh, Colton, I'll, I'll let you go first with that one.
1: Yeah, so my main goal in general with, with anything related to the church is how can I get teens, um, specifically those who, who may not know Christ, how can I get them into the church And so, one of my biggest goals with activities is to create an environment that's comfortable, it's fun, and it's it's inviting. And so, of course, during youth group, during church, we try to be warm, welcoming, inviting, but for people who maybe have never been to church before, um, especially for a teenager um, that's brand new to to, um, church in general, activities are a great way for friends to say, hey, we're just going to, you know, we're going to go hang out, we're going to go do this with my youth group. Um... You know, it's going to be fun, it's going to be welcoming, inviting, and so I try to create activities that are just um, really with that in mind. How can I get teens, lost teens, into the church, and activities is such a great way to do that. And there, there's also, and we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, there's specific activities that may be more um, evangelistic-minded, outreach-minded, service-minded, um, but also there's those just fun activities that are just, hey, bring a friend, saved unsaved like let's just get teens here so they can hang out and see that you know christians are also normal people too um the world can can paint us however they want to paint us and make us look crazy and weird but activities are such a great way to say hey no like we like to have fun too
0: yeah absolutely uh, I, I agree a hundred percent on that uh, we we have our our mission statement at the church is uh, we're a family going above and beyond to help people find and follow Jesus and uh, that's that's everything we do at our church if it if it does not help people find and follow Jesus then we don't do it um, so when it comes to activities that's kind of our our litmus test, I guess, like, all right, we're going to do this. Why? Well, because it helps people find and follow Jesus. So again, whether that's just something fun or uh, an intentional outreach or a service thing or whatever it may be, like we do these things because we believe it helps people find and follow Jesus. Um, and I, I, think, I think one of the important things too is just having Christian community and Christian friends and good influences around you. And because uh, teens are going to go out and do fun stuff anyway. So if you can have them do fun stuff uh, with Christian people, that makes it even better because they're not getting negative influences from, well, hopefully not negative influences from within your group. Um, so yeah, we're going to share some of the the actual uh, different activities that we've done in the past and how they've went, uh, if we would recommend them or not. And um, I'll, I'll say this, Colton, I, I'm sure you'll agree, but I don't want to speak for you. But anything that I say or say we have done, man, if you're like listening to this and you're thinking, man, I want to do that, but I don't want to just steal somebody else's activity. Please steal the activity, do it. Uh, There is, there is very few things out there that somebody has not done before. So man, just take it, run with it, make it your own, make it as good as you can, make it better than I did it or Colton did it and uh, steal it a hundred percent. You don't even have to give us credit. I'm giving you permission right now. If you have any questions on it I mean send us an email I got my email is bryce smnp that's b r y c e s m n p at gmail.com send me an email and uh, ask me about an activity I'll send you graphics everything I have for it cuz we're we're happy to share.
1: Yeah. Um, I was going to say you know like you said, don't feel bad um, about stealing these things. Bryce has, um, every activity Bryce has done has been stolen from me. Yeah, every single um, one. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I want to I put a plug in there too. Um, if, if you hear something that, um, that that I say, hey, I'd like to do that, like more details, um, you can also email me. My email is colt, C-O-L-T dot K, Tucker at gmail.com. So feel free, shoot me an email. I'd love to, um, like Bryce said, get get those graphics over to you, get some information. Anything I can do to help you out? I'm just excited to to be here for yeah. you.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, Colton, kick us off. Start us start us out with an activity.
1: Okay, I'll start with my strongest. I I some some of my notes here have been ordered in in kind of like a ranking order, and this just happened to be the first one. The the best activity that we did was actually a trampoline park. It was the the best attended activity. We we really hyped it up, and we actually weren't sure if we were going to be able to do it because I think it was, we had it scheduled the weekend before um, my daughter was born, and so we were kind of like crunch time, and thankfully, she waited and let us go to the trampoline park, Um, but that was really fun. I mean, it was, I think we spent about two and a half hours at the trampoline park, and, you know, they just jumped around, did a bunch of stuff, and I tried to, like, have little challenges for them, and I mean, junior high guys, especially middle school guys, will do anything, like crazy challenges. And the reason this works so well for us is because it's about a 25-minute drive, and sometimes I've noticed that the bus rides add to the activity. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, like like I was mentioning earlier, um, with with my philosophy with activities, how can I get teens, unsaved, or even teens that may go to church, how can I get them together to have fun and part of that is on the bus ride, like conversations that they have that they they may not get if we have a shorter drive. And so even just through the bus ride, like conversations have been created, but the trampoline park was really awesome. They just, you know, they have this, I think two and a half hours to go jump around. And um, if you call around, if, if you're thinking about doing that, I would say call around, get different pricing, um, d- depending on your area. We have two trampoline parks that we could choose from. And so I just called around and, and just saw what the best price I could get was. Um, and they worked really well with us. There were other people there, of course, um, so sometimes you have to kind of do things with when there's going to be other people. That's okay. Um, but Trampoline Park was really awesome. Our teens really enjoyed that. That's that's super easy to plan because as long as you get the, the right forms filled out before you get there, um, we walked in the door. I had already paid the guy, so I just got the wristbands and we went, and it's it was a, a really kind of low prep activity, but it was really well attended because... Our teams really, um, really like that activity.
0: Yeah. Uh, we did we did that for a part of our all night activity that we did, uh, and it was uh, fun. But I would never do it again because it wiped the kids out for the rest <laughs> of the night. Uh, but I would recommend maybe doing like a late night trampoline park, and because most of them close at like nine thirty or ten or something. And if you go and say, hey, we'll 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 book out the place uh, for two hours after you close. And usually it's like the same cost. Uh, and then you have it all to yourself. You can play your own music. You can do all that. And, uh, that, that would be a, a pretty cool thing. So, uh, we did one last summer, we called it messy game day and, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. We just played a ton of messy games outside. Uh, it was, it was really cool. We did, uh, we did capture the flag, but the flag was, uh, a carton, of, carton yeah carton of ice cream uh with uh inside of a mesh bag so it was just melting out in the summer heat in this mesh bag (laughs) and they're like throwing it to each other and actually it was ultimate frisbee not capture the flag ultimate frisbee but the frisbee was a mesh bag with ice cream in it uh we did uh it was called pancake kickball so normal kickball but the bases were eggs syrup flour and water and it was little kid pools with um with those different ingredients in it and so they had to go to the base and sit down in the ingredients so (laughs) that was a ton of fun uh we we had a blast that day and the, the kids really ate it up uh i did learn something with that though and that is that flour uh will stain pavement like blacktop it'll stain it uh, and I would have never guessed that. So, our kids are like walking all over the parking lot with flour on their feet, and it left little white footprints all over the parking lot. And we had just had our parking lot resurfaced and all this stuff. So, it was, <laughs> yeah, not very fun. But, uh, lesson learned with that one. But the, the activity itself was a ton of fun. Uh, and the, the kids really enjoyed it. And it was a good time. That's
1: awesome. Um, we last summer, we did a water war. Um, that was, we had a pretty good turnout with that one as well. Um, so, Couple different games we played, and and you can you can Google a lot of this stuff. A lot of times when we create things, um, well, Bryce, maybe I'm speaking for you, but maybe you agree with this. A lot of times when we're coming up or creating activities, Google is like one of your best friends. Yep. Because you can literally Google things like um, water water games, water war games, and the list is endless. Um, so we did a water game, and actually one of the memories we had is I had this giant bucket, um, like. I'm trying to think of how to explain this, but anyway, just this giant orange bucket, and what I would do is I had a few people like on one end of our um, of our church's parking lot, and on the far end, I mean this is like a pretty pretty good sized parking lot. On the other end, I'd have um, a couple teens with a slingshot, and so what I would do is it's like this mega slingshot where one person holds one side, the other person holds the other, and so one of the one of the games was I had them competing to see how many points they could get launching water balloons. And so I had one person had the mega bucket and they could run around. And then um, a few other people had, you know, smaller like five gallon buckets. And so this this girl that we had, um, she's like super competitive. Their team needed like this many points to win. And she like, they were gonna go up next. So she's out there, she's gonna catch the water balloons. And so they also got points if they caught water balloons. Um, This may sound kind of confusing, but if you want to know more, I could send you information on this anyway. So she knows that they need this many points. And if you have the big bucket, you get more points for each balloon you catch. You also get points for each balloon that goes into the bucket. So the teams are working against each other, but kind of with each other. Anyway, this balloon launches all the way across the parking lot. I mean, it's like, it's going fast. And so she's like, last second, throws this giant bucket in the air. And we just watch this bucket explode. Like it was one of the craziest things. Like she chucks it up in the air, that's balloon awesome. goes in the bucket, The bucket just like obliterates. Because um, I think it had gotten cracked the game before. Um, but a lot of times with these activities, it's the random things you don't expect that create memories. Right. And right. so we, you know, I got a picture with we're holding up this this broken bucket, and uh, that's just something I'll never forget. Watching this bucket just like explode. Yeah. Uh, or you know, like you're never gonna forget that flower stains pavement, and right, it's just right. those. Those things that doing activities create these memories. Um, but water war was really good. We did other games. Um, you know, we did the basic water balloon toss. We did um, a water version of capture the flag. Um, and, and and we've done this a few times with different iterations. But um, I'll let them go around with like squirt guns, water blasters, water balloons, and um, just different ways you could play capture the flag, but with water. So yeah,
0: that's awesome. Uh, another like super low prep activity that our teens love is we'll just do hide and seek nights at the church and i'll literally like i'll i'll make sure nothing else is going on in the whole building and we'll have the whole building all to ourselves and we just play hide and seek and we'll go you know two or three hours we'll get pizza but i mean other than that like it's they, they just love it. And they'll, they'll play hide and seek for hours and we'll switch it up. Like we'll do regular hide and seek and we'll, we'll just do all sorts of different modes of, of like differentiations of, uh, hide and seek. And they, they eat it up. They, they love doing that every time. If you do that, look up a game called grog, G R O G grog, and, uh, get the supplies and explain your, explain it to your kids and they'll love it. It's a, it's a super fun,
1: super fun night and super low prep, they pretty much just show up and play play hide and seek. I think one thing I wanna um, add into as well, like each group of teens is so different. So last year, um, when my wife and I first started the church, um, a lot of the teens we have this year are like brand new to the church or maybe just started coming more. So we, we within a year, or almost two years, we have like a completely different dynamic. So you're gonna find maybe over the years um and Bryce I'm sure you found this there that each year you you might want to reuse something um or maybe try an activity again and it may not work as well the second time just because that group dynamic can change and so one thing that i noticed that um i'll mention a, a event that did not work well for me uh i told Bryce beforehand i had a couple that i i labeled trash activities um but don't write them off and and not use them because they may work for your group dynamic so for me um our teens like sports, but they don't like to go watch sports. And so we can play different sports at youth group, but they don't like to go watch sports. I found this out. We we actually planned a family night activity, and we were going to go to one of the local baseball games. Um, we've got like a double A team here where we live. And so we were, we were excited. I thought we were going to get like such a good turnout because a couple of years ago when I interned at this church, we had a fantastic turnout with it. Um, But that was a different group dynamic, a different group of teens. And it ended up being like a church activity because um, I couldn't get enough teens to come and their families to come because they just weren't interested in it. So not necessarily that the activity itself is a bad idea. It just did not work for our group. So instead of like all of our teens and their families coming, I had, I think, I think I had two teens and their parents come and then the other tickets went to just people in the church. Um, so we still had a great time together with people from the church, but the whole purpose was this is a teen activity and uh, just, just didn't work well for our group dynamic. So you may find, you know, maybe like local football games, baseball games, that might work really well for your group and it may not. So a lot of that is just trial and error and understanding what your teens are involved with, what your teens like to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll say like uh, things like going to sports games and stuff like we haven't done that at all with our group. Uh, I think I think some of them would enjoy it. But uh, really, the big hang up for me is, you know, there's probably 40 of them or so that that could potentially go, which means transportation is like a nightmare to figure Mm -hmm. out. Um, Because we don't have we have a couple smaller buses, but even then you got to get drivers and it it turns into a, a pretty big ordeal. Um, we did a, uh, we did this in 2021 and this was a really cool activity. This was one that we literally just kind of, we just had an idea and ran with it. And, uh, so Lydia, my wife and I, we were talking and we were like, man, what if we like got the, got the whole group together and we took two hours and we shot a movie. And so that's what we did. We, uh, we came up with like a rough, a rough script beforehand Uh, We had, like, different characters kind of laid out to to different people. And then uh, we, we brought the teens in. They were there for a couple hours, and we shot a movie. Uh, it was pretty cool. We had uh, one of our teens does some videography and then one of our pastors at the church does some videography as well. So we had both of them just kind of taking different shots and stuff. And uh, it was, it honestly was, it was pretty cool. They loved it. We, so we, we spent like two hours uh, recording this, this movie. And then one of our students does editing too. the same one who does videography. So he took it and, uh, and he, he edited the whole thing, And then, uh, we had a movie night on a Wednesday night where we sat down and we all watched the movie together and the teens loved it. It was, it was so much fun. Uh, if you look up on YouTube, uh, real life FBC, you'll be able to find it on our YouTube channel. It's on there and you can watch it. It's, it ended up being like, I think it's like 22 minutes long or something. Um, but it was, it was a ton of fun and, uh, maybe we'll, we'll have to go back and and rewatch it sometime with our teens just to show them again. But it was, it was really cool. And the, the, teens love doing it
1: that's awesome um so this is not activity related but we we did something kind of similar to that a couple weeks ago Um, one of the games we did during youth group um we called it on the spot commercials so i I planned out during the night so i I split them into groups they walked into the to the teen room and i just had a bunch of like just random stuff on the stage and uh, i love it because it comes in and it automatically creates conversation because they're like why is there a you know A creepy puppet on the stage. Why is there a you know a three foot tall stuffed lion? Just all these random props that I found around the church, and so um, you know teens love that kind of like craziness and uh, even like the slight randomness of it. And so what we did is they got to come up with a commercial idea and then they had to go shoot and record a thirty second commercial, and then we watched them and voted on them. And uh, but the teens really enjoyed that. So that's not necessarily an activity. I just. To go along with what you said, like teens love stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. And okay, so but for an activity, um, I will mention another one that did not work well for me, um, and and maybe this works well for you. But this year we did a Super Bowl party, and um, but when I say it didn't work well, it worked well for the teens. The teens really did enjoy it, but it was the prep, the headache, the cost, everything that had to go into it that. Um, if we were to do it again, there's a lot of things I would change with it, um, but we had the game going and stuff. And um, depending on your church, maybe you do things differently, but you know, there are some commercials that I was like, I'd rather not show this, mm-hmm. um, halftime show, I'd rather not show this. And there was just so much in between that we'd have to jump around and change that. It was more of a headache for the leaders to try to keep on top of all this and keep track of what the teens were doing. Um, but then also you'd have like two teens that would sit and watch it, and then I'm having to entertain the rest of the teens with different things, so um, maybe maybe it would work well playing differently. It just didn't work well with, with our group dynamic, um, and similar to that baseball game, our our teens like to play sports but not really watch them, and of course, one of the biggest things about the Super Bowl is the commercials, and so that was a bit of a hard part because there were certain commercials that we would try to skip over or not watch, mm-hmm. so... Sometimes things sound good in theory, and then practically they just don't go as well. Yeah. Uh, and that was definitely one of them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give... It's kind of like a kind of an activity, but it did not work for us. This past summer, uh, we've been trying to do... We have, a, we have a ton of teens that come on Wednesday nights, uh, but maybe... a. Th- a quarter of them come on Sunday mornings. And so we were trying to do different things to like get them to come to church on Sunday morning. It's great that they come on Wednesday night, but we want to try to get them to come to church on Sunday too. And so we uh, tried something called Breakfast Club, uh, which was just going to be like 15 minutes where there's donuts and juice and milk and stuff in our student center uh, in between our two morning services. And I was hoping that it would kind of bring some people in, but it it did not at all. It was, a, it was an epic fail. So we tried it for the summer and we, we already nixed it. Uh, it just, yeah, it did, didn't go well. We had maybe three or four kids who had come, um, every now and then, but they were the ones who were, who were already there. And yeah, so that was kind of a weekly thing that we tried that, that failed. Um, but I, I got, I stole the idea from a church down the road that does it and it's super successful for them. So I was like, man, I'll give it a shot and see if it works for us. But, uh, it did not, um uh, as far as like a, a a an event though we do uh around prom season we try to do some sort of formal night for for our kids uh so in 2021 we did a in 2020 we did a formal night in 2021 we did a formal night and then in 2022 this past year i think i don't know whatever this past one was uh we did one. Yeah, it was 2022. We did one, and we called it our prom. Instead, we did a real life prom, and instead of doing it at the church like we had before, uh, we rented out this spot. And it was then it was at our apartment complex that we were renting, Uh, and it was they have this big nice area, and so we. We rented that out and we had uh, food catered in and stuff and they all dressed up and took pictures and stuff. But the, the main like attraction of the night and the thing that they loved, which it could have gone either way. So we didn't really know how it was going to go is we brought in a guy to call square dancing. Um, and like, that's his job. He does square dancing. Cause we weren't just going to let him, you know, like just play music and dance and I don't know that it can get out of control pretty quick. So, uh, but this was like organized, dancing and so um man they and we were like nervous it was like man i don't know how this is gonna go because we're i mean we're in columbus like it's you know the city of ohio and so we didn't know how it would go but they ate it up they loved every second of it and uh it was the guy did really great and he was i mean relatively cheap too i think it was maybe $250 for him to come in and, and lead everybody in a square dance for an hour and a half. Um, it was, it was awesome. They loved it. Tons of great pictures and videos from it. And, um, it was, it was a really, really, really good activity. They were talking about it forever after that. So it was really cool.
1: Bryce, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, so b- before we, before we continue talking about our activities, how do you work with pricing? I, th- I think that's something that realistically before I became a youth pastor, I wasn't quite sure about um, how do you price activity? So I'd love to hear your thought on that. How do you come up with a cost um, for activities or, or do you have a cost for each activity?
0: Uh, all right. It, my kind of thinking on it is if all I'm doing is getting pizza or something for them, it's just free. Um, but that that's going to depend on, on what your church has for a budget for you for activities. We um, we have, we have a, a pretty a, a solid budget in my opinion um and uh so there's there's a lot of things that we'll do something and you know we'll get pizza for everybody which you know will be 100 bucks maybe a little more and we just we just take that from our budget and they get they get pizza or whatever it may be um but if it's there's there's other things usually if it's well definitely if it's something where we go and it requires like a ticket or something or like a price per person we'll charge that um, Yeah. Uh, other than that, like, so for instance, with this prom thing, like I knew there was the cost of, um, the, the collar, the, the square dance collar, all of the, um, plates and silverware and everything that we used, the food and the rental of the facility. And I charged, I think it was 20 bucks a person. And in reality, it probably should have been like 27 or $28 a person. But again, we just kind of we took the rest of that out of our budget, so um, it it really just depends on on the activity. But stuff with multiple things involved will kind of add up the total cost and then divide it by how many people we think are going to come, and then usually round it to the to the nearest number, and then we'll we'll charge people
1: that way. Yeah, that's that's really good. So I just I thought that was um, important to ask because right. my my first year coming up with pricing for activities um, was difficult yeah, because. Yeah. Um, also, in something to keep in mind, uh, maybe if you're listening and, and thinking about doing um, a certain activity, um, if you reach out to us, you know, we're maybe going to give you suggested price points for certain things, um, like you know the square dancing prom night thing. You know, you said twenty dollars a night. Something that um, I realized recently, we redid a few things this year um, differently, but but we we reused a couple things this year, and they cost more just because, um, you know. Th- just all depends on what is the economy like, right. and so last year things might have costed at a certain point. Two years from now, it might be cheaper or more expensive. So that's just something to keep in mind as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so speaking of that, um, so one of our surprisingly, like, most looked forward to activities was was simply just going bowling. And so bowling is like my my backup in case I have an activity planned. Um, you know, if it's an outdoor activity and it rains, like bowling is my go to. And so, a few months ago, we planned to go putt-putt and do all this stuff, and it got rained out. So, you know, I wasn't just going to do nothing, and so we went bowling, and the teens really enjoyed that. But I was shocked because we hadn't done it since last year, and we went back, and it was almost double the price. Oh, wow. And I had told the teens bring this much because this is how much putt-putt is. And so that was one of those things where on the fly, I like got my pastor on the phone real quick. I was like, hey, it's going to cost me this much extra. The teens only brought this much. And so he was like, you know, what? just that's what the budget is for. Um, And so definitely know what your your budget is. Um, If you don't have a budget, get with your pastor, get with your finance team, um, whoever you need to. And, and see what your budget is supposed to be. Um, maybe if you're in a smaller church, maybe you don't have a budget at all, there are a ton of free activities you can do. Um, one of my favorites to do, um, I, I try to, around January, since we're fresh off, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, you have these, these three holidays where people travel. Um, January, I always try to do something like a game night at the church. Um, it can literally be free, um, depending on what games you have. So. If you don't have any games, tell your teams to bring different board games, Apples to Apples, Uno, all those different things. Um, some of our teams, their favorite right now is Uno Dare. That is really fun. You can really get creative with Uno Dare. Um, but that is just a really, that's that's an easy free activity to do. Um, with, with our group, Dynamic, they really love um, activities where we just hang out. Um, playing you know different games and stuff so that that's a that's a really budget friendly um, possibly even free activity that you could do um, just play a game that at the yeah, church yeah dude I
0: I've totally uh, seen that with our kids too they just they just want to be with each other they just want to hang out they want and I mean literally like you can like you said just set out a few games and let them use the church for a couple hours or your house or somewhere for a couple hours and they'll just hang out talk play games and they'll they'll love every second of it because they're just hanging out with their friends and that's what they want to do yeah that's really cool um let's see what's the next one i want to talk about uh i'll go ahead and go into our, our kind of big annual one that we do and that is midnight madness that's our all-nighter event that we do um and uh we really love it it's uh, one that all our kids look forward to every year and we we go pretty big with it. It's like its own budget line, uh, in our budget every year, because we, we really go all in, uh, for this event. So, uh, the first year we did it, we had, uh, right about a hundred people that came, which was pretty cool. Uh, and we, you know, that's the day that, that's the time that we went to, um, the, the trampoline park and everything, which was, which was cool, uh, minus the fact that they were all exhausted and tired. Uh, and then, from there, we we came back to the church and just kind of hung out at the church and stuff. And man, there's a, a ton of different ways you can do all-nighters. I know some people hate them. Uh, I am a big fan of them, and I really enjoy them. And uh, I think a lot of that is just, just attitude. Just have a good attitude about it, and that'll help you a lot when it comes to Uh, all-nighters and stuff we always get them a shirt and the shirt glows in the dark the ink on it glows in the dark which is really cool and they they love when that happens so uh, yeah midnight madness that's our all-night activity and it's a ton of fun I highly recommend doing them uh, even if you hate them they're good for you to do
1: yeah Bryce um, all-nighters are really um, teens love staying up all night I mean let's be real uh, most of your teens are probably staying up till two or three in the morning um, if not all night We have one of our teens who, surprisingly, he goes to bed at like 9 o'clock every night and gets up really early, but most teens don't do that. Does he get bullied as well? He does not. He does not. Um, He is homeschooled. That's good. So (laughs) just throwing that out there. (laughs) Um, No, I love him, dude. He's so awesome. Uh, Anyway, but teens really like all-nighters. Last year, we we pushed for an all-nighter, and I've said this the whole time, and I can't say this enough, but group dynamics change so often. Last year, none of our teens wanted to do the all-nighter except for one of our girls. Um, and so we we were going to put one on. We thought about it. But Word of Life, I've mentioned them before. They actually do one locally here in Roanoke. And so um, maybe you're thinking, I'd love to do an all-nighter type of event with, with my church. Um, maybe you think we don't have the people for it. We don't have the staff for it. Um, maybe you think you don't have enough teens to do it at your church. Whatever the situation is. Um, if you're in a region that is close to or participating with Word of Life, they actually have um, various locations where once a year they do this this big all-nighter event called Reverb. Um, if, if you want to know more about that, you know, shoot me an email, or you can even just look up Word of Life Reverb, and it will list all the locations that they do these all-nighters in. And so we're we're blessed, we're lucky to have um, locally here they do an all-nighter every year. So last year we, we pushed for it. Nobody wanted to do it. One of our teen girls wanted to do it. um, So she just went separately on her own and did it. Um, This year, we really amped it up and we've been pushing for it and there's a lot of excitement because um, like I said, that dynamic has changed whereas now all of our teens are like, yeah, I want to stay up all night. Um, So it's always interesting to see how different activities look each year. So this year, we will be doing an all-nighter with with Word of Life um, coming up in November. I'm super excited about that. And so That's that, cool. is, that what, is what such are the dates awesome... in November? Yeah, November fourth through fifth. So it's a it's a Friday night, and and I think this is the same formula they use. So Friday night, they either try to do like a hockey game, a basketball game, some some type of sporting event, and then after that, they rent out the facility. And so once the game is over, they have like um a, a, like a gospel message and and like a service time. Then they do pizza, and then after that, I think. It's around midnight at that point, and then they have three different activities throughout the night. Um, so one of the places you you stay, and there's a bunch of like big crowd games and stuff they play. Um, sometimes they'll go to a trampoline park, rollerblading, ice skating, bowling, um, laser tags. It just depends on the on the location, but that's that's kind of the formula that they use, and it's really cool because it's also an evangelistic opportunity because they do give a gospel message. Um, they they um, they really push for. Um, their friends to bring in people that may not be Christians. And so that goes back, um, you know, to the philosophy why do we do activities? Well, we're trying to get people who maybe are not saved, are not in church. We're trying to get them into um, a place where they can see, hey, Christians are normal and they like to have fun and they also like to stay up all night. Um, So all-nighters can be really awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm a a big fan of all-nighters. Pro tip, uh, if you are looking to like host your own, get somebody else to speak, do not speak yourself. Uh, I did that our first one and it, it kicked my butt for the rest of the night, just cause it, it just drains you, you know, not just physically, mentally, spiritually, it just, it just drains you. So uh, I was really, really glad the last few years that I haven't, um, you know, spoken myself uh, and it's been, been a big help. So I highly recommend that. You want me to do one?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because right. I know
0: that you kind of just bounced off the all-nighter. Uh, we just did one this past month in, in August. Uh, we called it The Amazing Race, and uh, it was a ton of fun. Uh, basically, they had two hours to go out with their team and complete kind of like a scavenger hunt. Uh, and They had to do it by taking pictures and sending them in and stuff, and we just had all sorts of different different crazy things for them to go and do. And they, they really enjoyed it. Uh, The way that I did it made it super easy for us. We use planning center uh, as like a church management software. And so I got some teens who were willing to lead a team and I just, uh, f- when they registered there, they had to register on a team and that team leader, the teenager had to find a driver for their team. So I didn't have to find drivers. I didn't have to pick the teams. Uh, I just set it up to where they did it. And then they showed up that day and I just had to kind of organize it that the day of and, um, man, they, they really enjoyed it, had a ton of fun. Uh, it, it ends up with a ton of good, like social media content because, you know, they took a bunch of pictures and did all this stuff. So.
1: Uh, it was it was really cool they they had a good time, and so did I. yeah, scavenger hunts are really um work really well. We did a photo scavenger hunt recently as well um in July, I believe it was. We actually took them to the mall, so i I mapped it out. I had all these different things they had to get pictures with, and so the stipulation was you had to get your whole group in the picture yeah, and so some of some of that was pretty easy um some of that was a little bit tougher, and so our teens had a lot of fun with that. Um, d- doing, doing those, and, and that also can be, um, again, one of those really budget-friendly activities because um, if they're trying to find the driver, like if you're doing one that's driving, or even if you take them to a place like the mall, um, I told them for that one, hey, the mall has the food court, so once we're done, bring lunch money, and uh, if you don't wanna eat, you don't have to eat. If you want to, you can, and so that's, that's a way where you can really make things um, budget-friendly. Uh, so I've got something new that I'm introducing this fall it is it is an activity um, of sorts, but it's going to be a monthly thing. And so I'm really excited. May, maybe this will work for your group. Maybe it won't. Um, our teens have asked me specifically just throughout the year, we want to do more together. And so I, I try to plan one activity a month. And the way that our church calendar works and the way school is, it's, it's hard to do more than just once a month. So I was trying to come up with a way, um, how can I... Come up with an activity where the teens like they just want to hang out. How can I how can I create you know this situation? And so I actually got this idea from two places. Um, one was my teens asking me to come up with some way for them to want to hang out more, and then the other place I got this idea was actually from my youth pastor because this is something that we did when I was in high school. So when I was in high school, we had this activity twice a month. It was called a yak and snack, um, and it was. Yak and Snack is like an acronym for youth after church, Sunday night after church. Um, my, my church was really big into, into acronyms. If you want to know my youth group name from high school, my youth group name from high school was Tag Team. <laughs> Teens after God, together everyone achieves more. So that's the type of church I grew up in where we, we alliterated and had acronyms for everything. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so we had this event twice a month at the church that I grew up in. And one Sunday a month, we would just hang out and play games at the church. And then another Sunday a month, we would we would go out to eat with the youth group after our Sunday night service. So I've implemented that. Since we already do an activity once a month, um, Saturday, Friday, whatever day we do it, um, another Sunday a month or another night a month, which for us falls on a Sunday, after our youth group meeting, um, we're just going to have an extra hour and 15 minutes or so where they just stay and hang out. And so I was trying to come up with a name for it. I decided just to call it Late Nights because um, that's literally what it is. It's, it's just a, an extended later night. And I'm excited to see how this goes. And so hopefully, uh, maybe the next podcast or two, I'll be able to give you an update. Um, I, I think by the next time we record, I will have had done two of these. Um, our first one is going to be um, in two weeks. So I'm, I'm interested to see how it's going to go. Um, but again, your group may really cling to this. Um your group may be more interested in going and doing something. So this kind of gives me the best of both worlds because some of our teens like to go do things. Some of our teens like to just hang out and play card games. And so this kind of gives us, this is free. They literally just stay an hour and whatever later um, after youth group once a month. And so it just creates an environment where they can hang out. Um, Again, they can bring their friends and say, Hey, we're going to hang out after church. Do you just want to come, come hang with us? So, um, Really cool, simple, free way to have an extra activity that doesn't take too much more time out of your week.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, all right, we could go, we could go all day with these, but I don't want this this podcast to be three hours long. So <laughs> I'll I'll do one more, and Colton, how about you do one more if you got one more? Perfect,
1: okay, that'd be great. Um,
0: so I'm gonna I'm gonna end out with it's 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 not really just a. Uh, a one-time event. It's more of a program that we we did for the first time last year. We're doing it again this year. It's called Tribe Wars. Uh, I first saw somebody else do this on a Facebook group, like a youth pastor Facebook group, and they said, we did Tribe Wars. If you haven't heard of it, you need to do it. You need to check it out. And they said that they started with 75 people, and uh, after eight weeks, their biggest night, they had 300 in attendance. Um, which is insane. And they retained, uh, I think it was like, I think 200 and they were averaging like 200 people uh, after that. So, I mean, they, they grew an insane amount in, you know, just a few weeks. And so I looked it up, kind of figured out what all it is. Uh, Download Youth Ministries has, uh, they have a Tribe wars file uh, and it, it kind of gives you a good starter for that. I wouldn't just go with what they have. I would, you know, make it your own, change it up a little bit. They, they recommend it as a summer program, but we do it in the fall. Uh, but basically it's a, we do it for eight weeks. It's an eight week long outreach program and it's like a points based competition So we we divide our whole group up, and we just let them choose, and we divide them up into different tribes. We do six different tribes. It's just different colors, so blue tribe, yellow tribe, purple tribe, so on and so forth. And uh, we have a tribe chief, which is a, a student, a teenager who leads that tribe, and they earn points by doing different things like showing up to church. Uh, posting on social media about church, memorizing Bible verses, winning competitions, uh, all sorts of different things. But the the main way that they earn points is by growing their tribe or inviting people to come to church. So they invite a guest. If you invite a guest, that's 100,000 points, uh, which is like I mean, winning a, a group competition is 75,000 points. Posting on social media is 5,000 points. So like bringing a friend, that's that's the way to win. If you bring two or three friends one night, you're going to beat every other team that's there, uh, even if they win everything else, because you brought friends. So uh, it, it worked really well. We did it last year, learned a lot. But last year, we had, I think, a total of 34 guests who came over the eight-week period. Um, some of them, you know, go to other churches and we're not trying to steal people from other churches or anything, but, uh, some of them were unchurched completely. We retained probably about seven or eight of those, um, which is, has been great. Like they they've been heavily involved in our student ministry since then, which has been really, really cool. So we're doing that again this year. Uh, we are kicking that off on September 14th. Uh, and then that Friday following the uh, the 16th, we're having a, a tribe wars bonfire and worship night just to kind of kick things off and, and set our hearts right on the, on, on the reason that we're doing it, which is to help people find and follow Jesus. Uh, and then later in the, in the year, we're going to do a, uh, uh, a battle of the tribes is what it's called. And it's going to be a Saturday event where it's just all competitions, but they'll earn points for their tribe. And, uh, we're, we're really excited about it. I, I would highly recommend uh, for anybody who's out there listening as a student pastor, uh, look up Tribe Wars, send me an email. I can send you all of the content that we have on it, steal it, use it as much as you want. Uh, And... And I mean, go for it! Like, give it a try. Worst case scenario, you gain a couple people. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really a it's a win win situation. So, uh, do it. It's 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 a good bit of work, but it is it is one hundred percent worth it. And it's one of those events that that really helps people get involved in our church and helps them come to know Jesus. So
1: yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we we haven't. I know you and I have talked about this before. Uh, actually, you recommended this to me before. Um, so I'm looking forward to, um, I'm I'm hoping maybe in the spring next year to actually implement that. So, um, this is only our second year at the church. And so we were, my wife and I were just trying to really grow and develop relationships with our teens. Um, and so now it's, it's really cool to see, um, you know, that's finally coming to fruition. And so that's actually something I've been thinking about. And so I'm really glad you brought that up. So, uh, one thing I I just want to mention is you may have teens, and Bryce, I know for sure you probably have teens like this that say, I don't know anybody. I can't invite anybody. And um, I, I hear teens say this all the time. And then I'm talking with them, and they're like, oh, so my friend at school. And I'm like, well, I thought you didn't know anybody. Um, and so don't, don't think about situations like that. Or, or if you're pushing for an activity because you think it might get more people, don't be disappointed that people don't show up. But also, don't just say, okay, you're right, you don't know anybody. Um, you know, challenge your teens. Push your teens to, to bring their friends because you can't do it. You can't go to their schools and their houses and bring their friends. Um, so, so really kind of encourage them to do that. Um, one activity, I'll share this, and, and then Bryce will let you finish up. Um, I, I would act-
0: say incentivize
1: them to do yes, that too. Yes. Have, have rewards,
0: prizes, whatever it may be. Incentivize them to bring right. their friends.
1: And competition is, is, you know, everybody has a little bit of competitive nature in them. Absolutely. Um, Even your most non-competitive teenagers, if you get the right activity or the right game, they get a little bit more competitive. Um, One one that worked really well for us was archery tag. If you've never played archery tag, it's essentially dodgeball, but you're literally shooting bow and arrows at each other. Um, But instead of an arrow tip, it's like a foam dart end of it. Um, Really fun. Our teams really enjoyed that. And so we actually had... Um, Our teens brought a lot of people out to that activity. And so that was something that we really used to push. And and we actually, we saw a little bit of growth through that activity. So um, there's different ways um, that that you can do that. But like you said, incentivizing them is is really good. Competition, both of those go hand in hand. So if you can, um, depending on your budget, obviously your, your prizes might look different. But even if you can only do like a gift card or something, whatever you can do to like make it more worthwhile, for them to bring somebody, like just, just, just push for it, just do it. And like I said, for us, archery tag worked really well for that. We had like a grand prize that we gave away um, for like the winning team. They got like a honestly, we did this last year, so I can't remember what I gave away um, for it. I think we did gift cards for the winning team, um, if I remember correctly. But you know, teams are like sweet free gift card, whatever it is. So, um, but yeah, activities, man, I, I love doing it. Part of the reason I became a youth pastor was because. I get, to, um, I get paid to go have fun and do these activities. And now that I'm a youth pastor, I see that um, there's so much planning that goes into them that once you kind of get to the activity, you're like so ready for it to be over because of the planning that's went into it. <laughs> um, but man, it's so exciting to see, especially when an activity goes well. It's just so cool to see um, your teens coming together, loving on each other, loving the Lord together.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give uh, two... Two more like little practical tips uh, and then we'll, we'll close it out. One is take advantage of what's happening in the world around you. Uh, there's two times where we did some really cool things and it was purely just because of what was happening in culture at that time. So one was at one of our Midnight Madness activities we did uh, Among Us in Real Life And it was when Among Us was huge. If you don't know what that is, it's a game, an app on your phone. And uh, about two years ago, kids were going crazy with it. And so we recreated it in real life instead of on your phone. And we did it for Midnight Madness and the kids ate it up. They absolutely loved it. It was a ton of fun, took a ton of work and a ton of figuring out, but it was absolutely worth it. And uh, they've like said things like that before, like we need to do something like that again. And it's like, yeah, I agree. But it was like, that just kind of presented itself because it was something that was popular in our culture right then. Um, And that's not always going to be the case. Uh, And then another situation like that was 2020, right when COVID hit, hit in March of 2020. Well, in May of 2020, uh, all of our seniors were graduating and they weren't getting graduation parties. They weren't getting in-person graduations. They weren't doing anything like that. So we did mobile graduations is what we called them. Um, And we made a little like diploma for them from our student ministry, which had no real value in any sense at all. Uh, and we got a dozen donuts for each teen and a card and we went out and knocked on their door and put a cap and gown at their door and said put this on and then come back outside when they came outside we were playing the music and uh, our lead pastor came with us and did this and we just we did a little mobile mini graduation ceremony with the teens and uh, we've never done that again because they have real graduations but in the world we were in like nobody was so we we took advantage of the situation. So when something comes up and if you think of something that would be cool to do, hop on it, do it, make it happen cuz that that's stuff that that kids will remember
1: for for a lifetime. Yeah. Can, can I add can one more thing. I know. We, listen, we're pastors, yeah, okay? Absolutely. I got yeah. one more thing after when we you. When say go. one more thing. Listen, um as pastors, you say that, there's probably five more things that we're going to finish with. Um <laughs> Hey, in my defense, I said two more things. And I only gave one. That's true. That's true. Okay. Um I just I just wanted to kind of like Feet off of what you're saying is like taking advantage of um, those situations. And so this necessarily wasn't like a, like a, a world-changing situation, but we got back from camp and we made this group chat with our teens to, to keep that momentum going. So all of our teens um, and all of our leaders, we have this massive group text. Nice. And it's, it's so awesome to see that like they're actually engaged with it. And so one of the things that, that came up in that group text is they were saying, hey, we should get a youth group pet. And I was like, "No, we're not. We're not getting a pet for the youth group." And they're like, "No," and they're they're like listing all these crazy animals, and um, they all so, for some reason decided that we should have a hedgehog for the youth group. And I said, "You know what? Fine, I'll get you a hedgehog." And they said, "Yeah, right." Um, and so that week for a youth group, I I went to Walmart. I bought a six dollar hedgehog chew toy. I brought it to youth group. Last thing for the night. This this was this was. Um, I think five or six weeks ago that we did this. Um, Last last thing for the night, I I said, hey, I just have one more thing we need to go over. I pulled out this $6 hedgehog. And the teens went crazy because, um, you know, I I like played it up really big. I said, listen, you asked me for a youth group pet. I obliged, here you go. And so what we do each each week for us, um, again, this all depends on your group dynamic, but for our teens, like they love it. So what I told them is each week, somebody gets to take the hedgehog home. And uh, they have to record their week. They just take random pictures of the hedgehog going with them to school, going to the store with them. And it just creates this, like, you know, these memories that they're not going to forget. And it cost me $6 to do that. Um, That's awesome. So obviously, had I suggested that without them bringing it up, they probably wouldn't have gotten into it. But, you know, I took advantage of here's a situation that they brought up. Or like you were saying, maybe like there's a situation culturally that's going on that you can capitalize on. So... Part of that is just being aware of what's going on, and and how can you make something from from those situations? Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, this is my last thing, I promise. And that is that even if um, you plan an event and you're like, man, we're gonna have twenty kids come, and then only five show up, do not, do not disparage them or disparage the event or, God forbid, cancel the event. Um, please, like, have the event have fun, make it the best event ever and post all about it and show everybody else that they missed out because they weren't a part of it. Um, Somebody gave me that advice and there have been times where, um, because we take registrations for most of our events and I'm like, man, we're going to have like 50 kids come and then 15 are signed up. And I'm like, man, like, should we even still do it? Should Should we postpone? Should we move it? And I always go back to that and we always just have it take pictures, post about it. People miss that they weren't able to come. And, um, it just always have the event, always have the event. Cause you don't want to be known as somebody because all, all that says to those who were signed up or who were planning to go is, sorry, you weren't good enough. I needed more people for this event. So don't, don't cancel them. Don't postpone them just because of, of a lack of people coming. Um, now, obviously if n- literally nobody is coming by all means, don't just show up and do it by yourself, but, um, don't, don't cancel be somebody who can be who can be relied on and trusted. So we're honored that you took the time to listen and uh, sorry if, if this episode went a little bit longer than they usually do, but I hope you got some good ideas and again again, please do not hesitate to reach out. send us an email again mine is Bryce SMnP at gmail.com and Colton give us yours again real quick.
1: Colt.ktucker at gmail.com Colt is spelled C-O-L-T.
0: There you go. Any questions you guys have, any uh, content you want, send it our way and we'll get it to you guys. Remember, the purpose of this podcast is to build a community of noobs. We all know that we need some seasoned mentors to help lead us and guide us in student ministry, but we also understand that we need to have someone with us who's in the trenches, who knows what we're going through, who's making the mistakes uh, alongside with us. So I hope that's a help to you. I hope this podcast is a help to you and we're going to catch you on the next one.
1: Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on the next episode of Student Ministry News.